listening to Everyday Engineering, the City of Madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure, complex topics explained simply. From the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes. By way, the curbs and streets we design. City engineering touches your life in so many ways. Explained right now in Everyday Engineering. The intense pressure of the COVID-19 pandemic has forced municipalities to find solutions for homelessness in the community. And the city of Madison is no exception. In just the last two years, the city of Madison Engineering Division has led five huge projects to help people struggling with homelessness. A huge amount of work to address an issue in our community that really cuts to the core of people's livelihood. Considering pre-pandemic, as we've learned, looked a lot different when it comes to resources. Here to talk a little bit about the latest project in our approach to this work, Engineering Division Facilities Services Coordinator Stephen King and Facilities Management Engineer John Evans. Thank you both for coming to the table today, having an important conversation. Let's kick off our conversation. Stephen, can you kind of list and explain the projects we've completed so far? Okay, so so far we've completed four. Completed four, five in the works. Yep, number five is... In the actively underway. Okay. Um, so number one was uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic, we moved the groups of homeless from basically where they'd been located for the last couple of decades in church basements to the Warner Park Rec Center. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the, the driving force behind that one was just social distancing. They sure. didn't have enough space where they were, and so we could move them to a bigger building. That was number one. Number two uh, was moving that same group over to the first street shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in November of 2020. Um, and basically what we were doing there is creating even more space because we were expecting numbers to go up over the winter. We didn't know what was happening with unemployment and, um, you know, the housing situation in town. So we needed more space than was available at Warner Park. So we moved them over to first street. Um, then the third was the Carmenta, um, shelter for the Red Cross. We converted Salvation uh, Army. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Salvation Army. Sure. Um, moved them. It had been previously been kind of a senior living community. Mm-hmm. So it was actually surprisingly well set up. Uh, yeah, good building to good move building. into. It had a kitchen. It had things for living. Yes, and lots of individual rooms, and it was kind of created uh, as a family shelter. Sure. Um, so that was number three. And then number four was the Pallet Homes at Dairy Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of to serve a different, slightly different community. Um and that was at the end of 2021 that we set that one up. That and was then, a first for the city of Madison, too. Absolutely. That was a first-of-its-kind kind of project. First-of-a-kind. Um, ended up being 30 little tiny homes, basically. Sure. Um, and then number five is the current project that we're working on at Zaya Road, and that will be uh, kind of a semi-permanent, you know, long-term temporary location for the group of people that are currently at First Street, Um We'll move them out of First Street so that the public market project can kick off there. And then uh, that community will be housed at Zaya Road while the Bartolon shelter is built. And that will be number six. That's a lot of work. It is indeed. Condensed in a lot of work, condensed in a short amount of time. Uh, how did you guys both work together in these projects? <laughs> did you? We did. Of this course. Did. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's on been, what, two one. and a half years of this, right? Since the kind of early pandemic. Yeah. May of 2020, I looked up this morning, was when yeah. we moved into Warner. Wow. Um, and should say it's it's uh, a large team effort. Um, there's there's staff 
facility management staff um, that supported all these projects besides just me. And on Stephen's end, gosh, probably another 20, 20 or so engineering division employees plus interagency with um, everybody, every agency, parks, forestry, streets. I know I'm forgetting people. Purchasing. But purchasing. Oh, we oh, couldn't yeah. have done it without purchasing. purchasing and their cooperation. What is purchasing for anyone who doesn't know what that is? It sounds very obvious, like purchasing things, but what what what's so important about purchasing for people who don't know what that does? Well, there's lots of rules and regulations that need to be followed on how the city buys things. Right? Okay. Right. We can't just throw a credit card at something and, and buy it. Sure. You know, there's exactly lots of rules and different purchase something that's a very large ticket item, whether it's uh, consulting services or like a physical mm -hmm. product for a building, there's different rules yep. depending on what you're doing. And they help us navigate that whole process and make sure we're following the rules and, you know, not getting, not getting the city in trouble, not getting ourselves in trouble with, you know, purchasing something that we shouldn't be purchasing a certain way. Sure. Interesting. That sounds like another podcast episode. Um, let's keep focused though. I, like each of these, each of these projects truly, I mean, it is amazing looking at, and I look at each of these names on my piece of paper in front of me and it's like, I just, I remember each one. I know each mm -hmm. of you remember each one differently. Every one of these projects really has had its hurdles. Can you kind of share a little bit more about some of the challenges you've kind of overcome when planning each of the five or your involvement? Um, you, you mentioned with the social distancing, bringing them to Warner Park, you know, for the first one. But yeah. um, I feel like there's just been, I think, an overarching time crunch on all of this has been a huge hurdle. <laughs> yep, for sure. Like, so the the Carmenta shelter for, for women and family was sort of done in parallel to the Warner Park shelter. Early pandemic, we don't know what this thing is, how long it's going to happen, what I mean, there wasn't a vaccine early on when we were sure. developing these these projects and, mm -hmm. and figuring it out. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of unknown. And the, the nice thing about the the early projects and going to these later projects, you can learn as you go, right? It's <laughs> yes. Like, so we would not do what we did at, at Warner Park exactly that way again if we had it to do over. And same with First Street and same with Zyre. We've, we've learned things as we've gone. And I think Zyre is... It's serving the same, the home, primarily homeless men. Mm -hmm. um, it's serving that, all three of those projects are serving that population. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, now that we're getting desire, knowing we're going to be there for a year or two as a temporary facility, we're applying everything we've learned at those other shelters when we stood those up in a lot quicker timeline, you know, at, at Zyre, I think. So you can even work quicker, quicker than you already <laughs> did? That's pretty impressive. No. no, don't don't say that. Don't put that <laughs> no. on the record because then yeah. no. this is off think, the record, right? Sure. I sure. think Dairy Drive was about as fast as yeah. we could go. Yes. Um, yes. But I think John's right. Is the timelines is one of the things that we have gotten better at. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with Zyre in particular, we kind of saw it coming and jumped on the design and brainstorming process earlier than perhaps we would have on the last few of them. Well, and if you think about it, you know, even as a city, we don't have a section or even in engineering, we don't have a section dedicated toward doing homeless facilities, um, mm -hmm. facilities for the homeless community. I mean, that alone, like we hadn't done at this before. Right. No, right. I, I Stephen, mean, Stephen mentioned it for, I think, over 30 years, the city's, um, now the Salvation Army has a women's shelter. Sure. Um, 
on East Washington Avenue, and they're in the process of renovating and, and doing something really great there. Um, but as far as for homeless men go, mm-hmm. for 30 plus years, they've been in several church basements. Um, right. Not an ideal situation. Mm-hmm. Not a, um, I think the best way to exp- to to phrase it is it, it's sort of a situation where you're just sort of warehousing people. Mm-hmm. And it, it sounds cruel, right, when you put it that way, but that's essentially what you're doing. Like you're giving, they're coming, they're getting a place where they're not going to freeze. They're going to have heat. They're getting a meal. Mm-hmm. And then it, in the next morning, you basically turn them loose and say, good luck. And right. you can come back tonight, but during the day. You're on your own. Yeah. Uh, closing time, right? And yeah. Like, We're in a situation yeah. where meeting those most very basic needs is the most critical thing. Right. You know, it's if somebody is drowning and they don't know how to swim, I think is an analogy I've heard, get them in a lifeboat first, mm-hmm. right? And then you can work on figuring out the rest. And there's a lot of model, I mean, for people that are interested in this topic, there are so many new models that have come out of the pandemic in the last several years. And mm-hmm. really, even in the last decade, there's been a lot more attention, a lot more models where you're not just warehousing people, You're it, there's things called housing first models. Um, people I've talked to that are smarter than me you know they call it like hub and spoke models where you have mm-hmm. a, a shelter and all these services can come and go from the shelter and i think i don't know about you Stephen, but the one thing i've learned is there's not a like one size fits all here like no oh. we have okay. roughly right now about 150 guests at the the men's shelter and i think you have 150 you know different scenarios of why those people why the guests got there right yeah and, absolutely well yeah. And I mean, it's it, it's also pretty evident with each of these. You know, you say every, it's not a one size fits all. Each one of these is t- completely different. Correct. The kind of space to serve a certain community to certain, you know, like it's, it's, it's really remarkable how creative we've had to be. But I think that we're offering a service um, that we should be proud of um, to help our community. So the latest project happening right now at 2002 Zaya Road mm-hmm. on the city's east side will, again, just reiterating, soon be converted to a temporary shelter for single men um, who are currently, follow me, at First Street, the city's old fleet building and future location of the public market. But before we talk to talk about this certain building, getting to this point, again, has been a lot of work and just reading up more on this, and I work with media regularly, so I know a lot of the questions that kind of come in and what the public is interested in. But I mean, the decision at Zyre was expensive too. I mean, I mean, we're talking, I think I saw one number, 2.4 million for the building. Um, this really just isn't as easy as let's buy it, let's build it, let's use it. <laughs> Can you speak to that a little bit? I mean, it yeah. truly is. I mean, these projects are expensive, but they're, they are. they're investments that are we're investing in our community, truly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say the the Warner. So if you go in the order, maybe of expense, least expensive to more expensive mm-hmm. would be maybe almost sequentially where the, the Warner shelter was very inexpensive. It was city's own space. We moved into a okay. You know, moved in the gym. We had to buy some furniture, make some modifications to the building. Mm-hmm. Pretty low cost at that point, right? But obviously, it can't stay there because Warner Park serves a lot of lot of functions and. Non, very busy times uh, right yes serves of youth well, serves seniors serves a lot of a lot of people mm-hmm. um, use that space and we were pushing the capacity on that space almost as soon as we moved in right sure we okay needed more space okay right. similar first street um you know it's a, a building that we had available we already owned it so there wasn't a real estate transaction um 
So, you know, lower cost to entry there, but also we can't stay there forever because we've got a, another project that's that's coming along there, the public market, as you mentioned. Sure. So. Been years in the making. Years in the making. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you look at Carmenta, again, with the building. Like, when the buildings are constructed, we didn't buy that building, did we? Yeah, we that, did. So that's a similar situation. We, we did. We bought Carmenta from okay. the previous owner. Sure. The nursing home. Um Similar to Zaya Road, we bought the building. Okay. Should should mention mention City Real Estate mm -hmm. Services, another agency involved in these and all these proje projects. Mm -hmm. um, How can we forget about them? I know, right? Shout out to the real estate. Yeah. Yes, of course. Incredibly critical upfront. Yeah. Um, helps helped with the site searches. So mm -hmm. we had we had about, I think we had about ten criteria that went into where do we where can we locate these facilities? You know, wow. all the way from proximity to schools and daycares. Uh, proximity to transportation, you know, can you get on a bus and get around? Are there um, employment opportunities in the neighborhood? Sure. Uh, stuff, those types of criteria. I I don't have the, the, full, the list, full list, but real estate helped us, you know, what's available to, is it, a, is it available? You know, yeah. right. that's, that's probably criteria number one, right? Yeah. And ever changing. Right. And ever changing. Yep. And in this market, incredibly hard for us to acquire property, right? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. As soon as you get interested in it and we talk to a few people, somebody's already bought it and you got to kind of start over. And we had that experience. We we looked at some properties that mm -hmm. this could be a great, you know, meets all the criteria. It's checking a lot of boxes and, oh, it's no longer available. You know, so. That was quick. Our, yeah. Yeah. But Zyre, I mean, is that accurate? I, I was seeing two, roughly two point four million for the for the building. Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a former big box retail. Uh, it was yeah. built in the early nineteen nineties. It was a Gander Mountain store for a long time, and then it became, I think, Gander Mountain sold it, and it became, uh, uh, I think, it was called Savers. Mm -hmm. So similar to like a Goodwill store. Sure. And it operated that way till about I think five years ago. So it was sort of a um, unused property for the last several years. Mm -hmm. um, half half the battle, frankly, is we had a had um, an owner that was willing to work with us mm -hmm. and and be patient with our process. Um, <laughs> so patience yes, that's an it, important I, thing. Shout yes, out to patience. Patience. In this process. Indeed. Yeah, even and, though that's not an agency, maybe it's one that lives in all of us, hopefully, for in sure. this process. And it's some more than others. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's probably it's it's not the most ideal location. If you if you had your choice of parcels, properties sure. in the city, you, you probably wouldn't locate a homeless shelter there. But given all those criteria, it, it provided it provided a lot of those those criteria we're looking mm -hmm. for. Zyre. Zyre. Yeah. For a while it was actually going to be the permanent location. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. That process um, wasn't approved by the Common Council. Sure. So that was that was also during the pandemic. We sort of had to restart, and that's how we found the Bartolon property. Yes. Um, thereafter. Let's describe for our listeners what the space um, what the space looks like at Zire while we're there before we go to Bartolon. Um, you know, I think just just kind of just paint the picture. Can you paint the picture? What is you said it's an open warehouse. Um paint the picture of where it's now and what we're hoping to do. Well, I think probably everybody's been in a big box type store. Sure. It's a big empty space. We've uh, stepped we've gone. I've gone. Yep. I've stepped foot. Yep. You're on the mark. And you can actually I mean it's to the point where it's funny you can see on the tiles in the floor where the trap, you know, foot traffic had been and you can see where the shelves stood for all those years yeah. um you mm -hmm. know so it's it really is it's an old um 
an old retail store. And, and then in the back, they've got a big empty space where they would store merchandise and whatnot. Um, but big empty space is kind of what we needed for mm -hmm. this purpose. Um, you know, yes. so it, it was easy. I mean, I suppose easier than many of the alternatives would have been to convert to this use. And when these buildings, when we move in, and especially this building, um, it hadn't been occupied for quite some time. So we do have to give it some love before it can be livable. Um, can you kind of speak a little bit to that? Love is a nice way to describe bleach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we had uh, in this building, we had a pretty significant mold issue. Mm -hmm. um, it had been sitting vacant for John, you said a couple of years, five years? At least two years. Okay. Vacant, yeah. Which isn't uncommon, right? When a building sits un, untouched, uninhabited, no air conditioning, no nothing, this happens. So then when you do get something, you do have to do some work yep. and make sure it's... So I just wanted to lay that foundation also. Yep. So kind of step one was to get in there and get it cleaned up and ready for construction. And that was, you know, mold remediation. It was light bulbs and light fixtures and mm -hmm. checking the HVAC and making sure it's working and, you know, a lot of just getting ready work. Sure. And so that's mostly behind us at this point. Right. I, I could smell the love when I was there. <laughs> yes, the indeed. Bleach. <laughs> the bleach. It, was, it is pretty awesome in there. Yep. It's bare bones, clean, um, ready, ready for construction. Yep. Um, what are we going to add to it? The biggest thing is restrooms. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the biggest difference, you know, in terms of physical infrastructure need in a building like this between a shelter and a big box store is you need a lot more restroom facilities for, um, you know, for a shelter than you do for a savers store. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the biggest thing, um, you know, and, and that's involves showers. It involves toilets. It involves, um, you know, we're putting in ADA restrooms. We're putting in restrooms for isolation and quarantine areas. Sure. Oh, um, something you wouldn't have yeah. thought really thought of pre pandemic. And absolutely. Along those lines too, when we talk about the progression of the shelters, the, the, the Warner park shelter was truly, uh, this is an emergency. Uh, it needs to get done. And we're, there are some, we'll ca call it code, code issues that we're going to say aren't important in this case. And we got folks to say, because of the need, we don't need to address these, these code issues, right? Sure. When we went to first street, we've done, we did some things that were quote unquote temporary there because it's a temporary facility with, with respect to restrooms mm -hmm. in sure. particular, you wouldn't do it if you were building a purpose built brand new building. Mm -hmm. Then when we get to Zaya road, everything we're doing is per code. Mm -hmm. Like there's building inspection. We submitted plans. They mm -hmm. approved everything just so, like you would do on any, any building project. So yep. plumbing inspector was on site today. Oh, well, <laughs> yep. that's great. This so, just in. Yep. Yep. So even though it is a temporary facility for the use, mm -hmm. the, everything we're doing, there's no temporary like things that we're doing that aren't code compliant. Right. Sure. Um, let's, we only have a couple more minutes, so I only have a couple more questions. Um, you know, so Zyre, so we, we talked about where, what we, where we've been, where we're at and now where we're going. So Bartolon, 1902 Bartolon is the location of the future purpose built permanent. We're, we're calling shelter? it, uh, shelter primarily for men. Okay. That's how, uh, what we're using. Okay. Thank term. you. I need to know because every, every facility we've had, we've kind of named it in a certain way and I want to yep. be accurate. Um, I guess briefly, and we probably will do other podcasts covering that, but, um, why does that, that location and, or, or when is that, can you give an update on that? Yeah. So 
right now we're in the process, early design process. We're finalizing a selection for uh, for consultants, architects, sure. engineers. We've done some site work uh, over the last six months. Um, the first thing we did was actually demolish the existing building on that site. Mm -hmm. The fire department actually did demolition by fire is the technical term. They actually did some con controlled burns and practice burns in the building for training. Sure. Um, it was just, the building was junk, kind of junky. It, it had been, the raccoons had kind of taken over. Sure. So couldn't just, survive. There was no, yeah. there was no salvageable stuff in the building. So it, it, it worked out pretty well from that perspective. It was an old restaurant, right? Yeah. It was a, a sports, bar. yeah, sports bar, volleyball. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, when you talk about the site, they're like, oh, I used to play volleyball there. Sure. Mm -hmm. So the building so, wasn't, um, it didn't even love couldn't have saved it. No, it was <laughs> it was too far gone. I too think they gone. actually had a fire too, so part okay. of it was fire damage. Sure. And so we've done some legwork on the site, surveys, kind of uh, soil investigations, just to give to give to our consultants that are going to be doing the design work here shortly. Ugh, Timeline wow. wise, you're probably looking at a year of design, which is a ve there's going to be a very robust public engagement process. Mm -hmm. um, our our website for the project will definitely. Um, let folks, you know, clue folks in on when and where they can they yep. can participate. Um, following that, it would be about a year of construction as well. Um, so looking to open, you know, roughly two years, mm -hmm. two, two and a half years from now. Sure. Until then, they'll be at Zyre. Right. right. Uh, thank you both. Last last question and keep it brief if you can. It's a it's a it's a purposeful question. What does this this work mean to you when you approach this process? What sort of work? This work is invaluable for our community, but what does it mean to you as part of the planning process? Well, I, the one thing that strikes me through this working on these shelters and and talking to the the folks that operate the shelters, we have Salvation Army, Porchlight. Mm -hmm. um, I forgot who the shelter operator is at uh, the campground. Mach one, Mach one. You know, just it's it's they're very passionate about what they do, and it's really. Um, it's really nice to be able to support that work, you know, because mm -hmm. we're we're facilities people, like we're giving them a space, but they're really the ones operating the facility and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. giving them a facility that they can operate and um, make impact on these people's lives is is pretty rewarding. And also, just working on these projects, the the amount of teamwork city you know city employees have put into it, mm -hmm. the number of agencies, and just you know across the board, and then in particular the engineering staff that have gotten to work on these projects, we've. It's been it's been fun, mm -hmm. frankly, to um, and everybody kind of swimming swimming upstream in the same direction yes. towards a goal, right? And it's, mm -hmm. it's doesn't always work out that way, but everybody, you know, everybody's kind of chipped in and whatever. Mm -hmm. Sometimes small and important, sometimes large and important, um, but some role on the project, and and it's been it's been fun. Stephen. Yeah, I think you get the last word. The the thing that gets me is, you know, it's definitely what John said that there are so many little pieces to it. I mean, yesterday we were picking out fixtures for the showers in the the new restrooms. I mean, just every little detail and, needs to and be and the epoxy out. floor color and the epoxy floor color pewter. <laughs> um, the but you know, I think the the big headline is. Um, you know, just we get regular because you know we effectively serve as the landlord at First Street. Um, just we get reports and updates from the shelter operators and june of 2022 is on track to be the second highest attendant month ever mm. for the shelter sure um you know only behind february which was brutal cold 
Yeah. And normally June is a low month. Yeah. Normally have it dips in the summer. Maybe mm-hmm. half the number they have in the winter and wow. summer. So the fact that we're maybe not breaking records, but approaching records in the middle of the summer when the weather's nice is kind of scary. And it shows the need. It absolutely shows the need. We, this is, we have to continue our conversation yeah. and we will. Um, we will do more episodes. We will have more time. Um, but today our time is up. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Again, we'll have you back. We'll have you back. Sounds great. For anyone listening, if you have any more questions about this topic or anything else you'd like us to talk about, please click over to our City of Madison Engineering Facebook page because we're here for you as a resource every day in engineering. 